Y'all, <laughs> we're doing this. What's we up? I can't believe we're doing this. Yeah. Because, okay, should we? Do we do introduction? How do we? What do I do with my hands? <laughs> we don't have a. You know, it doesn't matter. There's nothing to do yeah, with no the hands. I know that's true. That's great. So let's just start out with who we all are. Let's go here. You start over there, Ralph. My name is Ralph Purificato. I'm a nerd. And um, hi, Ralph. Hi, hi Ralph. <laughs> um, yep. Uh, moved here to Nashville a couple years ago. Met you fine people and found fellow nerds to talk about nerd stuff with. Dude. Nerd, 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 nerd. Let's go. <laughs> that should be the theme song. Yeah, that's oh dude, we can do that. We could totally do that. I do like that. That'd be so easy. You know be funny is if we air this episode and that already is the intro music. So this is us contemplating whether that's the intro music. Yeah, I like that. All right, your turn. Oh, I'm Liz LaBelle. I am Canadian, and I moved to Nashville five years ago. Uh, met Brandon and Dean and Ralph, and then we started talk about, talking about all the things I love. And now here we are. Yeah. Yeah. You go. I am Dean Sizemore. I've lived in Nashville about 11 years now, give or take. Jeez. Uh, I'm a guitar player, and I love nerd things. Dude, I love that. All right, well, I'm Brandon Wiggers. Uh, been here seven years in Nashville. Also a guitar player. And I love literally everything nerd. Everything possible. So we all came together because COVID blew all kinds of butt. And what's, I was what's living... Co- what's COVID? Co- what, yeah, what, what's the Coco? How does Coco happen? <laughs> Coco. I like that. Coco Caught not the thing. Coco? Um, so this happened originally because Liz and I were living together and we were enjoying a lot of the nerd stuff that, that was, was coming out. House ever. Dude, I still think of that as the best COVID house, house because we moved in. Yeah. I was gone for like six months too. Yeah. You were back in Canada. Yep. Yeah. Because the, they were like, if you're not working, you can't be here. We call that maple oil. That's how we yeah. roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so all your dreams and everything and aspirations. Fuck it. Yeah. It was just like, Hey, are gone so <laughs> so it happened originally that like the mandalorian was airing at that point in time and everyone credits dave filoni because he's the best he's dave the filoni best. got us all through that because oh yeah he's single-handedly saved yeah COVID. yeah yeah well him and tiger king yeah <laughs> Oh my gosh. I still haven't watched that. I've never I've seen. Ne- I've never so, seen one second. I'm so of it. Are you kidding me? Never, I haven't one. watched it. I my brain is already melted enough. All right, as this is. isn't I the time or the that. place, but we'll continue this later. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we started the nerd this nerd group message because us three, Dean, me, and Liz would confer over what was happening on the nerd spectrum what because our, in covid little... there was a lot of nerd stuff happening i remember this what was our name we didn't it wasn't our... it wasn't the beskies originally it was no. the yodlets because this was prior yes. to grogu yeah. having his name That's yeah right. and so i referred to him as yodlet because he's like a piglet but yoda lit so <laughs> yoda lit yodlet yodlet <laughs> and uh then we cultivated this message and it kind of became our own little best kept secret Type yeah. thing, our little, our little happy place. Yeah, yeah, our escape from how, 
the Broadway dauntingness, <laughs> the dauntingness of being a musician, because that can be really rough sometimes. Specifically, yeah, believe it or not, Nashville gets old. Yeah, you know? yeah, real wild. Yeah. yeah. So we had this whole like escape in the form of an Instagram message called Yodlitz, later to be the Beskies. Mm-hmm. And when it became the Beskies, we were all talking, and all of us individually knew Ralph, but not cumulatively. And so we were like, Liz and I were talking one day, and he was like, hey. She was like, hey. They were like, hey. And then we were all like, hey. And she was like, hey, what if we got Ralph on this group message? And I remember thinking, like, this is a democracy. <laughs> his, his, his brain exploded, and I felt it through the thread. Aw. Yeah. Exactly. And I was like, okay, so if this is a democracy, we need to get a vote on this. <laughs> and I remember we went to the Yodlitz, I think at the time was still the group message yeah. name. And I was like, Yodlitz, what's, how do we vote? Do we vote? That Ralph joins this group message, and it really was like, wasn't yes. all that intense. We <laughs> no, were just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I was it like, was damn, like, I didn't know it was so, it was no, so no, no. special. Now. He makes it sound like the Jedi Council was, yeah. was, yeah. <laughs> was in on this. I know. Like so, Mace if it was the was Jedi like, Council, yeah. nothing would have. So then, done. No. so then, Ralph Absolutely joins not. the group message, and uh, we have been the the. Uh, the Beskies at that point, and now recently we decided to do this podcast, and so now we are the Sarcastic Four. I love it. Yeah, I love it so oh much. Gosh. I just like, oh, I love you guys. I'm so happy we're here doing this. This <laughs> makes me so happy that this is a thing. Yeah. So everybody out there, welcome to our little, yes. l- our little world. Yeah. This is, yeah. Hello. This yeah. is what we do. This is so we're pretty much just going to take you through in person what we do over a group message whenever something gets aired. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 a shit show. Now it's wonderful. Now, granted, we probably won't be doing this super often, so some of this might go out of date pretty fast. But the moral of what we're doing is that we are a bunch of friends who play music together, but also this is our escape from that, and we're nerds and we're enjoying nerd culture to the nth degree. <laughs> so, what do we want to talk about? Let. Ooh. There's a lot. There's so much. Yeah, it's it's been an overwhelming like like month. You know, people are like, "How how are you?" And I'm like, "Well, besides work, <laughs> I'm like, there's just so much to keep up with. Like, oh my, I gotta watch She-Hulk, and I gotta watch Rings of Power, and don't forget Andor, and then oh, it's Sunday, I've got to catch up on House of the Dragon. It's it's yeah. there's like there's there's four shows uh, congruently. Is that is that is that Simultaneously, yes, too. Si- yeah, yeah simultaneously. any of the words. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm, a, I'm a simple man. Harmonious. Um, no, you got it. You're smart. Yes. Yeah. Okay. There's just been a lot to keep up with and and want to be invested in each one oh rather gosh, than yeah. than like oh I have to watch this and 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 there there are some more than others that I've been excited yeah. for. Yeah. Same. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that silence was. And thing is, deafening. like we we. We feel responsible for each other to keep up on all the shows as well because, like, one's going to be more excited about something and then somebody else is going to be, like, on top of another one a little more. So us keeping track of it all is really for the sake of the three (laughs) others. That's also the beautiful part about this friend group is that – and I think this is really important for all of us to notice is we are all at our core nerds. Mm -hmm. But each of us comes from a very different place. Mm -hmm. For instance – Oh, burp. Good gore. Good 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 Morgoth. Me and Ralph grew up like comic readers. So we've yes. read a lot of comics. And particularly, you're a DC guy. Am I, am I, thinking, am I remembering oh, yeah. that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a Marvel guy. I've gotten more into DC and you've gotten more into Marvel. But mm-hmm. that's where our home base is. Liz over here is a 
avid Star Wars nerd. And we all are, but Liz has, like, gone into readings of, like, even non-canon material. Yeah, I dove deep in that shit. And Dean over here is also a Star Wars nerd and does that as well as, well as Marvel. <laughs> and he goes into, like, Final Fantasy and, like, the and video the, games, then, which Ralph is all in. So we all dip, each, dip, dip each other, dip toes in each other's worlds. And so. just those epic uh, We dip videos. each other's toes. We dip each other's toes. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> no, is thank it, you. Is it? Yeah. Nope. Yeah, it's gross. Nope. Yeah. Nope. <clears throat> so, Andor. Andor. Let's talk about Andor. Let's do talk about Andor. First of all, like, I I get asked a lot, you know, like, what you know, all I talk about is Star If If you mention Star Wars around me in public, I'm going to, like, go off on a, a tangent that no one yeah. asked for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Just, the, the thing that surprises a lot of people who aren't into Star Wars, they're always like, what's your favorite movie, you know, from the Star Wars universe? And I kind of unequivocally go, oh, it's Rogue One. And I always get like, oh, huh? Yeah. And then, you know, you can't, it's hard to explain to somebody why Rogue One would be my favorite movie at this point because they know... You know, all the Original old classics. Yeah. The, the, I, I, a lot of people aren't aware that that even exists, you know. It was such a underspoken, like really underspoken Star Wars movie in the grand scheme of everything. In terms of like how it was marketed to, like it wasn't as hyped up as, say, a new trilogy or mm-hmm. even Mandalorian, honestly. <clears throat> yeah, I feel oh, like yeah. Mandalorian was really, was really pushed. Yeah. A lot more than than Rogue One ever was, honestly. Yeah, yeah, and especially something that had no lightsaber in the trailers or the marketing or, or whatever. That's that's a good point. That was a super about that. different feel for any kind of actually Star Wars. Now media. that I think about it, it was the first Star Wars movie that didn't have a lightsaber in it until until, until well, that's again we know until, why and we know why we, they kept that secret because that was like yeah. a huge reveal. and as we all know it was kind of an afterthought it was a reshoot until, yeah it was a reshoot I got chills just thinking about it yeah Dude, oh, it was so oh freaking good By the way, it was so good never be in a hallway with a Skywalker that's true <laughs> That's true. That's the moral of the story. That's so that's, that's going to be that's the first so T-shirt. That's the first bit of, bit yeah. of merch. <laughs> Whether it's Rogue no One or the Mandalorian. Oh my I gosh, that. that's that's amazing. That. All right, so Andor, what do? Okay, we're at as of recording this, we've seen up until the eye, which is episode yeah. six. Six, yes. is it, yeah, is it? yeah, it is episode six. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Um. Anyway, so. You you may yeah you're a fact checker you have the laptop lizard the blizzard six six wait okay yeah so as of recording this we have just learned of the like first rebellion one of the first rebellious rebellion moments right from the eye uh yeah this would as far as I'm aware canon wise be like the first major victory uh coup so to speak yeah yeah and it's not even technically the rebellion yeah they're still uh, that becoming the rebellion more so happens to my knowledge when mon mothma goes galaxy wide against the emperor oh okay which i think we're starting to see that in well with that first uh like senate meeting i think i think that's what they're kind of foreshadowing Yes, because she is yeah. talking about. Because they're all walking. Anyway. Well, this this feels like an origin for Mon Mothma right. as much as it does for Andor Cassian. Which, 
which is so cool. She's very cool. She, there, she has a she like has a striking resemblance with the first oh, Mon Mothma we have ever oh, seen. It's cra- it's like it's so well, it's freaking me out, dude. I know her from uh, she did she was in a show called Episodes with um, it was a British TV show it was with Matt LeBlanc and it was literally a series about re- uh, bringing a British adaptation to a to the U.S. Of a super, su- uh, super successful TV series in, in, in the yeah. UK, but once they brought it over, cast all these random people, it didn't really do as well. And it ch- kind of shows us, like, the pressures of um, TV pr- yeah. uh, TV productions and, like, networks yeah. and all that stuff. And it gives us a little bit of insight into that, into that uh, yeah. side of the world. But she was, she was incredible in that, in that, in that series, too. So, but I haven't seen her in... Dude, and for those who don't know, we are talking about Genevieve O'Reilly. That's right. Oh, that's her. I didn't even. I really should have done more research into yeah. it, like Andor itself. <clears throat> but that's that's she was. It's like beyond just her mannerisms. Um, it's like her look, her mannerisms, her speaking voice. Like, how do you how do you tackle? Because Mon Mothma in the original trilogy has like zero lines. Like there's no like she she has very few lines commands, except for that one com- monologue yeah. in A New Hope. Yeah, she commands presence with just like being. Yeah, it's very it's, stoic, and so it's like, how do you bring life to a character like that without overdoing it, underdoing it, or not doing it correctly? And I think she's just she's so good. I just remembered the episode show she was she played a blind woman, which is a cool segment. Oh, we we'll cool. talk about later. Yeah. Oh, blind characters. I wonder who we're talking mm. about. Mm. Well also not to mention she's one of maybe a, a handful of female characters in the original Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. W- once you actually yeah. come to think about That's it. Sure. When you think about it too, like most of the female characters in the original Star Wars trilogies are all badasses. Yeah. I can't think oh, of yeah. one like strong, wimpy strong political one, figures. One like wimpy female character they're all great it's true go it george true. lucas yep. really oh yeah ahead. praise him yeah good job yep. Thank <laughs> um you. We love you, Daddy. i gotta give a shout out to scars guard yo oh. yo oh. dude yeah that guy that voice it's the voice and his ability when he puts on the wig to become his er, the aristocrat type role that he has it's incredible when he just like stands there they can't see because this isn't a video yeah, we, don't have, we don't have cameras like shakespearean type like i got slight joker vibes there oh Joaquin in the bathroom yeah. in the bathroom yeah oh, just because gosh, like you yes. can tell he's kind of like i don't i don't know if this is where it's going but i i feel like he might start dissociating slightly possibly maybe hmm. i don't, I don't do. know because like there's a lot of pressure that comes with leading such a crazy yeah endeavor so I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll see. We're, we'll I don't goes, get good but... guy vibes from him. There's something about him, right? Like, I'm good. Yeah. From my first moment seeing him, I'm like, I don't get good guy vibes. First of all, that mission that he leads, that he that he kind of orchestrates. Um, I don't know if it's more detrimental to the Empire or if it's it's I think it's more beneficial to him because we're talking about him just like racking up a whole bunch of credits. I believe it was eighty million, 80 give million. or take. Yep. Uh, I don't yeah. know how that translates to U.S. dollars. Yeah. Not in this economy, <laughs> am I right? So, also something I want to point out is this show has the most connections, and I, I mm-hmm. literally mean the most connections to Knights of the Old Republic that I've ever seen on any of the shows. The period. Props and artifacts. Mm-hmm. Props. 
med stims, the stim packs. Uh huh. I was like, and she, and I was like, like I like watched that, and I was finally like, right because yeah. when you see in the video game, granted, it's like two thousand what three. Oh, they're remaking was Kotor? it though. I know. Let's go. Have you seen the video game oh, schedule yeah. for Star Wars games the next couple? Oh, those guys be busy. But Super like, busy. when you watch him in the game, he just and so when she's like. Give me a what did she say? Stim pack med med stim. Yeah, but still, it's just like the motion was like. Yeah. I was like that was very epic. I was like someone really did their homework on this and was like, we're gonna do Kotor, we're gonna do Knights of the Old Republic a lot in this. Oh, and, and that's a slight spoiler from Episode Six. P.S. Oh, my bad. Whoopsie. Yeah. Oops. But no, that not, also nothing doesn't huge. tell you why. Yeah. They nothing need huge. It. Nothing huge. We'll, we'll get to the spoiler section. I, I feel like they've been kind of dropping like gaming seeds in the shows because even like Mandalorian season one felt like the story arc of a video game. Mm-hmm. Like get to a certain point, accomplish oh, yeah. something, upgrade your armor style. to get you ready for the next thing. That's oh, cool. you're right. That is, that is... You could play Mandalorian season one like a video game. A hundred percent. Oh, yeah. Also, everybody's like super. Everybody, even ever since they started the Mandalorian series, I can't. Like everybody's been talking about how much they want Cal Kestis to be introduced Dude. into anything at all. So I think that alone just got that whole uh, franchise excited about tying all those worlds together mm-hmm. and just having what i'm just are staring you, at my microphone because ha- i want to talk about are you about to have like a brain dude, aneurysm like, dude, could, I'm, I'm like my like excitement is coming out in the form of tears like i can't i can't hold it i can't hold what it. is happening dude fallen order is the best oh, oh my oh, gosh it is one of the best most pointless yet best storylines in the star wars universe that has happened period i bought it again for ps5 love that like you didn't upgrade you just was there not like an upgrade you could get on the playstation store or whatever they do i think I there was i wanted to have minute. the physical copy oh you got, yeah oh. I, i'm i'm a collector I, I i still i still buy blu-rays if if you kids know what those are that's hot uh yeah i like, like a I like smaller to have the, laser disc right yeah. Yeah. yeah i like to have the physical copy of things i'm, I'm kind of a hoarder yeah i get you You're, like how old are you Dean? uh i am 36 yep I like that. I, I like was that. just at a gig though, and and uh, uh, these three clearly blind women. Uh, they, I heard them say, "Yeah, they were, clearly." They, they were, just they were like, with horns on their head. They or were like, something. "No." They looked at me, and I heard them say, "No, I bet he's 22." I was Aww. like, "I was like, thank you." That's amazing. You just I made mean, you. You, do, you look younger than you are. Well, so yeah, you like, do. You know, if if I moisturize under the eyes and you can't see the bags. Uh, thank God there's no camera right now because I slept for three hours last night. <laughs> hey, uh, I yeah, appreciate I, the sacrifice. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you know. But uh, <sighs> man, so yeah, Fallen Order is like that is the one of the biggest things that needs to come about. Is like I don't, I don't. It's it's so easy to make Cal a part of this because not only does his video game counterpart literally just look like the actor I'm talking about, Kevin Monahan, look just like Kevin Monahan. Mm-hmm. But in, re- they've been really good about that. Like yeah. even people that just do voice acting, like having them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Even like uh, drawing them bait and, and using some of the features they actually have. Yeah. Implemented into. I wonder the, if they're planning the that for a reason. What's that? I wonder if they did that for a reason. I think they did. I think well, and even if you go back to Force Unleashed, Star Killer looked exactly like the voice actor who was named. I was trying to look it up right before I started this. <laughs> I mean, but I love him. And yeah. he was in um, 
um, Being Human, which was another oh, British wow. adaptation show. Okay. That was where a he's great... like a vampire. Yeah. The werewolf and the ghost. Really good show. That was a really good show. For like a sci-fi original or yeah. whatever I think it was. But. Sounds cool. So, Andor, um, how do we feel about it so far, guys? What's what's the uh, what's the general consensus I of this guy? I like it. Yeah. Uh, very, very much into it. It's it's just it's just very it's different than everything that yeah. that we've like I, I'm aware that the fan service is gonna be kept to a minimum in the show. Yeah. As They've far as I know, unless there's some surprise, there's toward the end there's there's not gonna be a lightsaber in this. This is all non force users. These are ground level people and we're seeing their struggles and, and what they go through because of what the Empire's done. And right. I, I really I like that viewpoint of what we got going on there, so I'm I'm very excited about this. I've, I've, the first six episodes have been great. Very true to Rogue One, like in that yeah. Style, oh yeah, it like feels like Rogue that One, same thing, which I love. Even to an extent, like the the animated show Rebels, it's got a very Rebel Dude. feel at times it to does, me. Yeah. Dude, episode six way. specifically felt like a, an episode yeah. of Rebels. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, a hundred percent. And for those. Me and Liz have had this conversation. This is the one place we really disagree on Star Wars is she's a Clone Wars person. I am Rebels all the way between the animated series. I am like, I think Rebels is the better animated series, I, personally. I just really like what they, first of all, introducing <laughs> introducing my favorite Ralph. character. <laughs> Did I break how you, do, Ralph? How do you, are you okay? Do you, uh, not, do you, you disagree? You can, you can finish. No, I, no I, I'm just a little surprised <laughs> at that. Really? But but I'm thinking about it. Well, cause, well I can it's, t- I can give reasons. It's a lot. But... It's a lot of new characters in Rebels, and I could see how that's exciting. Um, Clone Wars for me is just always going to have yeah. a huge place in my heart. I totally and it's, get it's just that. emotional. It's I purely totally emotionally based mm-hmm. because yeah. my all my favorite Star Wars character out of the whole franchise is a huge part of Ahsoka that. Tano. Ahsoka Tano. Um, I love I love that they humanize the clones because right up yeah. until that series we've only seen clones and clones they're in like terms of, of clone like, one clone two clone yeah, three we, yeah they're very robotic and it's you know just the, the CG doesn't help it's just copy pasting yeah uh, really. Tamora Morrison but like <laughs> um, you see like the cool backside to it and and they do have nice backsides. You know, it's it's yeah. it's really nice. Tamora, Tamora, yeah, Tamora, yeah, Tamora. He did. Um, Shout out to Tamara. Yeah, Tamora. seriously, uh, Tamara Morrison. Tamara. Um, but yeah, like it's it show it it doesn't it 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 makes they give cloning a little more de- a lot more depth actually because in the prequels we just see them from a. You know, this is the same person, like manufactured, yeah. fabricated, mm-hmm. yeah. like no personality is very uh, unidimensional. And whereas here you see character development throughout all these individuals who are essentially the same, you know, strand of DNA. But um, that's what I like about that. And it's yeah. very, you know, very war based. And then there's a lot of force lore thrown into. I just I just big fan. So big, I've always been fan. like an espionage show type mm-hmm person oh like, yeah then rebels makes sense oh sure. yeah like captain like captain america winter soldier was one of my favorite marvel movies still mm. kind of is but i'm with know. you on that it's up there yeah. for me too yeah, yeah. it's what it's one of my so with say. rebels coming along and you have these like these like almost like grassroots fighters type people eventually mm-hmm. overthrowing a f- huge empire and like 
that kind of storyline feels like the most Star Wars to me, where it's like these ragtag people with a slimmer of hope managed to eke by and get their way in and and accomplish what seems like the impossible feels like Star Wars to me. Adding on to that, <clears throat> when you have a whole, which you said, a whole cast of new characters, you have this dynamic of like, who's going to live? Who's going to die? You don't know. Nobody knows. No one knew going into this, like who who was going to live, if Kanan was going to die, if Ezra was going to die, if, I, I don't know, Zeb was going to die, you know? No, he yeah. didn't. Yeah, so, so that whole thing is like, I would watch it and feel nervous whenever a tense situation would happen, as opposed to Clone Wars when I would watch it and be like, well, I know what happens in episode three, so Anakin's going to live, you know? And, like, that was the kind of thing where, like, I would watch Clone Wars to expand the universe, and then I'd watch Rebels to feel something really deeply. Yeah, and then, that. And then Rebels, as it goes on, it really explains the lore, but less in, like, a... um. Oh gosh, less in like a literal way, like when, like what's, oh god, what's the Clone Wars episode with the planet with the three force oh, entities? Um, oh, um, oh, it's um. I know exactly what you're yeah, talking about. I, I was going to bring episode. it up because it's, oh, so it's good. A great so, so few people know about it. I yeah. get really angry because there's it, there's just such but, crucial crucial. But here's here's my here's my mm-hmm. thing about that episode is it took the force and its lore and made it super literal. But, like, what I really love about Rebels is it has this almost, like, Hindu mystic type feel to it where it's, like, this very, like, extra normal feeling to it. It's much less literal. It's a, it's much more, like, connective to nature. You know, when you have, like, Ezra with the uh, Nargles? No, that's in. No, that's, that's in Harry Lord of the Potter. Rings. Yeah, Nargle. Nargle. Oh, no, no, Nargle. Yeah, those are the, the things that you can't see. That's Luna Lovegood. That says that. No, the, yeah. what are the what are the uh, what are the whales? Space whales. Why am I having trouble with this, dude? Space I've, whales. Spales. 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 So whenever Ezra can control the spales, <laughs> the Nargles. That's like one of those moments where a mic stops, mic stand stops working, and you got him. Be okay. Cool. When that's like one of those things where you're like, okay. I, I love this. The because episode's this called like the Force. It's called the Altar of Mortis. Altar, Mortis. Yes, Mortis. That's right. Mortis. Yes. But anyway, going back to Andor, that's I th- I'm a big Rebels fan, so like this show is like my I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go like really out on a limb and say this is my favorite Star Wars show. Which is crazy because Bold. it like it's focused, live uh live action show. Yeah, and it's focused on yeah. a character that was really important in Rogue One. Was he but, even the main character? What's that? He wasn't even the main I know, character. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Gosh, the focus awesome. was on Jin. <laughs> but it's crazy because he's not like he's not like a, a a super like important front you know front front center spotlight character. He's somebody that was just there, and right. they made a whole series about it, and they managed to make it so freaking good. Did you guys notice? So interesting on. Disney Plus, uh, the, the actual uh, thumbnail for Rogue One has him in the front now instead of love that instead of Jen instead of Jen it's Andor <laughs> in the center it's it's Rogue One and you see Cassie and Andor in the middle instead of Jen Erso. I was like what? I was like that's kind of rude that's kind of rude it's okay that's I see I see what wild. they're doing it's okay <laughs> they they they're doing what they gotta do that's yeah. wild they want to me. people to re- to remember to have in yeah. the back of their minds that oh there's an Andor series that I could watch after seeing mm-hmm. Rogue One for the first time which that's, if you have done that yeah. that's weird 
That's ex- that's extremely true. Yeah, but... I have no problems with that. It's just marketing. Mm, yeah. Well, Ralph, how do you feel about about Andor? Oh, I love it too. I like the whole heist thing. Like that was one of my mm. favorite episodes of Mandalorian. Was like kind of the the bounty hunter teams or like oh, the yeah. heist things, and you know, like yeah, growing up on exciting. movies like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it reminds me of they were supposed to do this video game a while back before Disney bought Lucasfilms. I think it was like Docking Bay 213 um, or Docking Bay 2033 or something I know like exactly that. what you're talking Yeah, it was about the underworld of Coruscant, like the yes. lower levels. Which Ooh. we see for a quick second. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about that later because yeah. there's really cool things to say about that. But yeah, as cool as Jedis are, I've always loved that stuff too. Like yeah. I've read Tales of the Bounty Hunters oh, and like all those books that talk about like yeah. all those guys and like that's kind of my favorite parts the of Star Wars as well. The Slim Attic Girl. Liz always rely on Liz to bring in the adequate terminology in here. The Slimos. I guess every once in a while both suns shine on a Womp Rat's tail. It's one of the best, dude. One of the best sayings that we ever got out of Star Wars. God bless um, Mandalorian. I really like that scene where we see what's his name, uh, blue cereal guy, Cyril. Uh, Cyril Carn. Yeah, Cyril Carn. Cyril Carn. I love, I love that they showed us him going down the elevator. Yeah. To go home because that's a huge. That's like, that's a huge symbol in in Clone Wars altogether. Is like the lower you go into Coruscant, the lower the grade of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's. It's 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 like a huge a huge hit at his ego first of all and his you know dignity altogether and then he's going home to mama, yeah. um, but I loved seeing that that in itself just seeing him go down in the elevator was just I was I got up yeah. from my chair and I screamed fuck yeah like, dude, thank <laughs> you another thing that I really loved about that is they showed us the home dynamic of <clears throat> someone whom we don't we aren't supposed to like right. Like him, and you're you, just like you feel pity for him. Yeah, you're just like, wait a second, he's he's getting a verbal abuse from his mother. It's like this is cr- this is insane. Like, yeah. uh, and like they they made it an especially big point for every character. This is this is I think what Rogue One did better than any other Star Wars movie. Period, and part of the reason why it's probably my favorite Star Wars movie. Mm. It no, we've talked about this. It is my favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah. Period. Mm. Like it's up there with Empire, but it's tied at least. Yeah, in it's, my show notes, I have Cyril seems like an overachieving nerd suck up. I feel sorry for him. Yeah. <laughs> Question, Question mark. mark. So the thing that Rogue One and by extension Andor is doing extremely well is you feel humanity and a connection to every single character. They convey no matter. that so yeah. well. That is like that is something that like really a lot of the other shows, regardless of who makes them, can really could really take a a, a note from. Rings of Power is doing that really well too. But yeah. but my but they're taking they have to explore a lot of characters because there are a lot of characters. And you in know, that. and you know, what we have to thank for that is, I'm not going to say like great writing because there's, you know, there's. I feel like there's is room for improvement there. Yeah. But if I compare it to a lot of the other stuff that we've been getting lately, the writing on the show is miles ahead. Oh my of gosh! Yeah. A lot of the other stuff that we're, we've been seeing on Disney yeah. Plus or any other. 
streaming yeah. platform. The acting. That is... and the acting. The act. Oh, man. Like, it's all these the new... The girl people. who plays... Um, the, the blonde, right? Yeah. Oh, my She's gosh. incredible. Oh, my gosh. She's so I good. I want to be her. I don't She's want so to, cool. but I agree. Oh, no. I mean, like, I'm sure I'm sure it's not easy, but, like... And and she... And then, again, she conveys that so well, but she's a freaking badass. And, like, the, like I like... I like an actor that is nuanced, that has oh gosh, the yeah. little subtleties, the little mm-hmm. eye rolls, the the little micro expressions. Somebody that's capable of 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 articulating that in their performances. That's why, like Viola, Viola Davis, is my favorite actor, all like oh. top to bottom, all time. She, I would I never have guessed that that was. Yeah, your she's favorite. my favorite actor. Um, the guy okay. that plays Durin in um, Rings, of Rings of Power, he does it for me. Wait, I, I don't wait, know. wait. D- the father or the son. The son. The, 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 son. the son. The son. The son. Okay. He's incredible. Because aren't they both? Are they both named? I should know this, but I don't. Durin? I... Isn't Durin a, a kingly name passed down from? No, because then I looked at the lineage, and there's Thrain, there's Thorin, and there's. Well, Thorin. I know, but between those two. I'm not sure about that. I think he's the fourth. He may. He may very well. Oh, be he's the like Durin yeah. the fourth. Okay, so yeah, it's not. It's just cute. a paternal name, probably, or something. Anyway, we'll get to Rings of Power in a second. But, yeah, but... The, just just a. Kind of close yeah, about right. the acting on the on this on this show, like it really. And side roles. side note, you were talking about you like the whole espionage feel oh of Rebels, gosh, and yeah, yeah. Uh, so the thing with this show, this show actually has uh, so the showrunner is Tony Gilroy. Okay. Uh, Tony Gilroy worked on the screenplay for Rogue One. Rogue One, also. I knew that they had some of the okay. Yeah. Now Tony Gilroy. Uh, has writing credits on most, if not the entire Born Identity series. Oh, oh that way. makes so what? much sense. Yeah. Holy crap. That is yeah. As well as uh, production on uh, House of Cards. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so they're really good at the whole corporate yeah. and legal espionage yeah. type. Oh, That's cool. man. That makes a lot of sense. They, they, that was the they, right hiring they, choice. I was going to say good job for Luke. Good job, Lucasfilm. Yeah. yeah, so well done there. Well yeah. done. Go Tony Gilroy. We we really enjoy yeah, your work Yeah, we stand here. Tony Gilroy. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, so that's Andor. God, I love that show. So let's... Okay, let's talk about Rings of Power. So we could, we could probably... Speaking of Rings of Power, this is kind of a cool segue for the budgets. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Let's Ooh. start with this. Now, also at this point, we could we could go ahead and put out the warning here. Do you guys want to just go like from here on out spoilers? Okay, yeah. So if we, if we say something, so we're gonna do Rings of Power spoilers. Now, I wish. Now, here's where I wish there was like a video camera setup because you two have not seen Rings of Power. Yeah. Correct. Me and Dean have finished it. Yeah. Now, Liz. Just so people don't think that we're absolute yeah, yeah. assholes, yeah. Liz and Ralph have agreed to uh, we're okay be with told this. spoilers. We approve. Yes. Okay. Um, and also, I want to say, just so people don't discredit me as a nerd, um, haven't watched Rings of Power because I want to focus my attention on yes. it. Yes. Don't yeah. have the ra- brain power for Rings of Power currently because yeah. we're musicians and we oh, gosh, have yeah. stupid schedules. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Yep, and it so, comes out on Friday, and that's just yeah, and that's just like <sighs> right day, man. day two of my work week. Yeah, man. yeah. So even actually, it's funny you should say that. Even the internet feels like it has a hard time keeping up on Fridays because like I see Rings of Power like memes like mm. two or three days later. Like they're not happening. Right, they're not happening. Ah. Like yeah, live. and it's so funny because I'm just like, listen, I know the show is dropping enough bombs. We will tell you. <laughs> uh, I know it's dropping enough bombs to really instigate the internet. Like, I know people yeah. are... Let's go. <clears throat> All right, so... Let's go. Okay, so f- first things first. 
the Rings of Power and Lord of the Rings cinematic people in this room are probably Ralph and Liz. I I know you've watched it. I've watched all Lord of the Wait, Rings. You're you're. Are you, you a big? Yeah. Oh, massive. Oh my god. Okay, yes. so hey, I am probably yeah. the least when it comes to the cinematic side. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the reading side, I've read a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I love The Hobbit, and I'm going to make it very well known. I, I, Peter Jackson was a nine out of ten in my book for Lord of the Rings. No which pun is, intended. Which, which, yeah. In terms of Brandon standards, it's, that's that's like whoa. That's yeah. big. Yeah. But The Hobbit is a three out of ten. Oh yeah, I cannot stand it. I think it. that's fair. The, the only whole... good thing it did was casting. The only the good thing. The whole budget went into CGing uh, Smog. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah, but that's still what I'm saying is like casting. That move, those movies should have been two movies and ended at Desolation of Smog because it doesn't need a bigger bad than Smog. I will say this: like after, um, I, I can't recall if I'd seen the finale of Rings of Power yet, but I had seen like maybe episode six or seven. And I just decided I was I wasn't sleepy yet, so I, I noticed on Amazon Prime the first Hobbit movie was on there or whatever. <laughs> and, While I'm at it, yeah, I was like, well, you know, why not torture myself a little here? So I, I pulled up the film and I, w- I was watching it, and though I still had a lot of the like the the, the original gripes about the film, I was watching it and I was like. I don't know. It's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to be is in this Is it having universe. a phantom menace the f- effect on you? Is that what you're saying? Oh, well, is it aging well? It's, the first movie's good. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. I like the first movie. I like the second one even better. I like Desolation of Smog because I actually get to see Smog. And when they and end, yeah. when they end that scene oh, that, with yeah. I am death, I was yeah. like, oh, what have, oh what, yeah. What have we done? I Wait, was like, holy. And, oh, Benny C. Uh, also, also, side note. Uh, can someone Google who did the score on that? Yeah. I don't know who did the score on it, but whoever did the score on that cut the music right when he says, I am death. And I got chills in the theater. Yeah. I was like, it was dead silence except for Benedict Cumberbatch's earth shaking voice, especially yeah. with like the like formant shifters on his voice yeah. that they use for this processing. Just like, I am death. And just came in and then you hear Ed Sheeran's like Howard Shore? Ooh, and that song, song so come good. in for the credits. Oh. I was like I'm I think it's done Howard Shore, composed right. and produced by Howard Shore. He scored Shore? Lord of the Rings as well. Okay. Howard Shore, you're an absolute god. Like <laughs> like that was amazing, but That's not a name I'm familiar with. But that's what I'm saying is like that movie Are you sure? Those movies sure. got him. Are you sure? <laughs> those movies are like And he's been active for like 50 years they're they're like they're like phantom menace for me where phantom menace was like it's great moments were like duel the fates best lightsaber battle we've gotten debatably period (sighs) debatably and then because kenobi's like up there now for me but anyway anyway and then the hobbit movies first and second third one can die the first and second movies are like that for me were the great moments where you have Martin Freeman just acting his butt off yes. as Bilbo. Oh my gosh, he's so best. He is. He is oh, the Bilbo. I love Bilbo. Ben. I'm he's never great. gonna. I'm never gonna complain about Martin Freeman on screen as Bilbo or having Ian McKellen back or with Thorin. Thorin Oakenshield. Oh yeah, he was great. Oh my gosh, he was so good. Yeah, and that was Richard Armitage. Yes. Now. Yeah. Very big into dwarves. We got yeah. we got Andy Circus <laughs> back in that. I did it. <laughs> And not to mention, um, I'm really blanking, uh, Galadriel. 
Oh yeah. Oh, Kate um, Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. Yeah. As well as Saruman himself. You know. Mm. Although, okay, and here's where I'll go into my gripes about the film. Like the entire White Council meeting. It, from what I understand, they aren't actually in the same room with each other while they're filming this scene. Wait, like, no. The, like, no, they the, aren't. They are physically not in the same room no, with each not. other. So Ian McKellen is just looking at like a tennis ball. If we were, or, if we were to look at the scene, like on a deep, like on a TV screen, I could tell you where the cut is. Yeah, it's, it's not obvious, but like I could tell you where does it is. Somebody have like an it, it was problem? a, it was an issue just getting them all scheduling. in the same room, scheduling, okay. and and. There was that. Even I like that scene. I guess you know. I'm yeah. not, not going to pl- complain too much about it. It's just like I know there's a green screen. It's very obvious. Yeah. God. And I, I think for me in the first film, at least, um, I was watching it, and my eyes rolled when Gandalf finds Bilbo's sword, and he finds his own sword that was in the original trilogy. Yeah. And it's like, oh right, because we got to know. We gotta, you know, we gotta know how they got these things. We gotta know where Gandalf got his sword. And oh wait, no, we don't. That's not yeah. important. We, <laughs> side, we side don't note. need to know how Han Solo got his last yeah. name. Side note, I like that though. Side note, <laughs> well, I don't want to talk about Solo. I like that movie. Yeah. It's, so side note, you know what Rings of Power did to The Hobbit, not for The Hobbit, but to The Hobbit, is it made all of its explanations for the origin of things completely null and void. It made it non-important because you're sitting there and you're being like, okay, I know where they got this. I know where they got this. I know where they got this. And then you're sitting here and it's like, what does that matter when you like, or Sauron, here's a good example. Sauron, they tell like the origin of how he's coming back, you know, for Lord of the Rings and all this. And I'm just like, that third movie is nullified by how, how ageless Sauron is from Rings of Power. Now. Here's the segue. Here's the segue. Rings of Power. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about Rings of Power. Dean, you and I will lead this discussion. And I just, I, we have purposefully avoided telling Ralph and Liz anything about it because we want their re- reactions live on this podcast. Yeah. So, so what's the budget? Wasn't it like $250 million? So it's kind of all over the place. Um, I, I found several figures. This is the one I'm going to stick with roughly keyword, roughly, uh, roughly the show came in at $465 million for season one, Absolutely. which spread yeah, well, Bezos, over. Bezos, Bezos. <laughs> it was eight episodes, right? Yes. So okay, spread well, over eight episodes. Finale. Yeah. That is roughly fifty-eight million per episode yeah. if you divide it evenly. So if you do the math on that, four episodes cost the same amount as the movie The Titanic. Now compare that wow. to House of the Dragon, whose entire budget for season one is two hundred million, which is roughly twenty million per episode. It's not a bad looking show. No. no. But then you go to Andor, who is roughly between fifteen to twenty five million per episode. I would argue that's more than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. It okay. it actually, from what I can tell, it has a higher budget than the Mandalorian season one and two, not combined. Well, that's not surprising. As well as yeah. the Book of Boba Fett. Okay. That's... Yeah, Mando had a hundred million per season. Book of Boba Fett also had a hundred million, and although there's no official budget for Obi Wan that I can find, 
Uh, it's rumored to be roughly $25 million per episode on Obi-Wan. Okay, that makes sense, because Obi-Wan and Andor look about the same quality, which is good, like really good. I would the, say... The casting might just be the only difference at that point, because you've got... Yeah, they probably had to spend a lot... Uh, they spent a lot Ewan less Rinder. on casting. Hmm. Yeah, they have. we have like a lot, a lot of newer faces on Andor. Cassian aside, but yeah, and they're also oh, yeah, not using oh, the. Oh yeah, um, he's, he probably costs pretty penny. Yeah, they're not using the same technology in Andor that they use for they Mandalorian the one. They're not two. using that screen. That this uh, no, that screen is not being utilized. These are physical Whoa. locations. Oh, say, that's why it was, looks so good. I was gonna say it looked just in terms of lighting. It yeah. feels like they were very much working with yeah. whatever environment. They Real had. lighting. I mean, it like you can, that, and it, that, and I think that's why I liked it that much, <laughs> and that's why I like. Yeah looking at it so much is it feels so so trying to figure out where to start with rings of power all right so rings of power i'm gonna start with this i'm about to do the same Uh, there we go so sorry i did uh, off off mic we're okay yeah Yeah, it's ambient noise also also side note that being said on the budget of rings of power we're also talking about licensing and dealing with the Tolkien estate. Oh, oh that that, okay, that's where I want to start. That. That's where I want to start. So, for everyone who doesn't know, and anyone saying this show isn't Tolkien enough, they're wrong. Because there is literally a Tolkien consulting on this show. Christopher Tolkien. Who, Tolkien. Tolkien, Tolkien. Tolkien. The Tolkien. So, guy. Tolkien's son, who passed in within the last 10 years, was head of the estate and head of accumulating and... Having all of his writings together for for those for since Tolkien died, and and releasing stuff like the Silmarillion mm-hmm. and the unfinished tales, all those things were his responsibility. Okay, now we have, I think now it's double check me on this, but Christopher Tolkien is Tolkien's grandson, who now is the estate owner. His third oldest, I think, is also correct. I'm I've, I'm shouting out stuff, but I think that's all correct. Um. He's it's, the one. It's the internet. It's fine. Yeah, I could be wrong. Uh, Liz will prove me wrong or right in just a second. But Christopher Tolkien he died a couple of years ago. Yeah, he is he? No, so Christopher Tolkien is J.R.R. Tolkien's son. Son. Okay, so he was the one f- responsible for the Sil- Silmarillion so and collecting the writings and establishing what we know to be the correct right lore. Christopher's wife. Bailey Tolkien and Christopher's nephew Michael George Tolkien are oh. who are the executors of the estate. Okay, so currently, yes. So those are the people that are helping consult on the show. See which Tolkien is consulting on the show because I know there's one that's on the show. Anyway, regardless, they're kind of like the Catholic Church early on when they were deciding which which parts which i know is so weird we're which talking about we're bringing up religion would be a part of of the church simon tolkien, simon tolkien. yes that's right they, simon simon, simon tolkien. Tolkien. he gets yeah he yeah. gets anyway whatever well yeah um, so and who is he so here's so here's the thing is you have all of these tolkens that are actually like working on all this stuff so in my mind i'm like there's no better person to actually have to anything to do with the show because they have not only the silmarillion and the rough writings for it and the unfinished tales they have all of uh, jrr's rough writings 
all of the conflicting tales because he has multiple origins for like Sauron and like various mm-hmm. different like the elves alone have like three or four different origins. So you these are like things that are just floating around and uh, for a while had just been published and like the public decided what to do. But now we have the rings of power actually kind of in a large format dictating what is real and what's not. Mm. So here's where the rings of power have concurred with J.R. Tolkien's writings. Okay. Sauron. So in the universe, we have the Valar. Valar are like their pantheon of gods or really like more like angels because the they have one like real god yeah and his the, name there's the big g god yeah and these are little g gods. yeah they have little g gods <laughs> i guess that's what and then you have below little g gods you have angels i think is the best way to say yeah. that so when you have you have big g god who goes by several names but i think ure and iluvatar are the two i'm pronouncing these probably wrong but I've only read that. So those two are the big ones. And then below that, you have the Valar. And the Valar are like Ale, Manwe. You have several different ones, all responsible for their own like designation of creation or reality. There's one for like, um, uh, oh gosh, what? Uh, I love that it's... Arendir references yeah. it. He's like, there's one that's uh, responsible for growth. When he like plants the seeds and says, you don't know this. When he plants the mm-hmm. seeds and says, yeah. we have one that re- watches over growth. There's I there's that one is married to another one that is responsible for growth. It's got a very Greek God feel. Yes, at, at certain, it does. Certain... It's like a weird mix between Greek God and Catholicism in a weird okay. way with like saints and like Greek gods and and like. So it's like Greek gods mixed with like the stories of Christianity. So, yeah, that in Christianity too. Like you have like yeah. saints and stuff that like say, say like Saint Thomas. He like I don't know. Like my grandmother said, like pray to him if you're like looking for something. Right, lost mm-hmm. something right, or something like that. Like, right. They have like their their yeah. own like I guess responsibilities or whatever. Right. So Morgoth, also known as Melkor, Morgoth and Melkor are both Valar. They're the same person. Um, Melkor was the Valar's name for him. Morgoth was the Eldar or the uh, the uh elves elvish name for him okay so morgoth as we know is like the dark one you know and they reference him all throughout rings of power you know Mm -hmm. this yeah as someone that they had fought off and they've freed the southlands from him and you know like is a big deal like those like the southlands are proud to be purged of him and the elves are saying they're like we fought in that battle the men are like hey we are blood of the people that got freed from it you know so there's this very like Butting heads thing within the Southlands. Okay. Okay. Now enter Sauron. Basically, World War One has just ended. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. We're about cool, to enter cool, cool. into World War we II. Are That's look, the we are looking at World War Two. Yeah. As and we you speak. can feel the dissension yeah. in Rings of Power, especially especially in the Southlands. Okay. So that happens. Sauron in the beginning, there is a Valar who's associated with smithing, and he is his name is Aule. A-U-L-E. And there's like the two dots above the E. Aule, every Valar has Maiar, which is like they're like angels associated with their lower G gods, right? Sauron is a Maiar of Aule, which means that his domain is actually smithing. And this is what I was telling Dean about. In the show, Sauron helps forge the first three rings, which are the Elvish rings. And that is because the light of the elves is fading. 
and they are losing their immortality. That is because they, when the initial like creation happened, there was a light, like a rock, a stone that fell to earth. That was from the Valar, Mithril. Which we see in episode three, I believe. Yep. Yeah. So when all that happens, they learn, they come to realize that that holy rock can purge darkness from the elves and restore their immortality. Sauron, who we learn to find out in the show who he is, he uses that need and goes as disguise as a double agent within the elves and disguises himself as the lost king of the Southlands as a, like a peasant and infiltrates with Galadriel. Oh, fuck. And you know who he is now. Yeah. Yeah. Halbrand. Halbrand is Sauron. And so he consults with Celebrimbor to create the first three elven rings, but it turns out that he was only doing so to create a ring that gives him power over the unseen world that he can actually restore his power as Sauron, the big one that we know. And by the way, I love the fact that the guy who's in charge of all that you just said, his name's Simon. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best one. We got the Maiar and the Valar and Ale and uh, and the best thing is this and the Magway. There, yeah. we figure <laughs> out the origin of the Urukai because there is the first Urukai there. Right. He is in the yeah, south. The, the father, Lord, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adar. Yeah. So Adar is he is has this whole band of orcs, and there's this whole big battle, very mm -hmm. Game of Thrones style, but like better. Oops. Um, Controversial. So, yeah, hot take right there. I know which show I like best. <laughs> <laughs> so they fight. There's one elf and men against orcs and one Urukai. They all fight. They capture Adar, right? And he had the hilt of Saruman's, or Sauron's sword. Yeah. And it turns out that that hilt is not a hilt, but a key. And so one guy, one man who was secretly on Adar's side, right. takes the hilt and plunges it into a port key that is in the Southlands. I know this all seems like it's sudden, but it's actually like pretty well fleshed out in the show. Key, okay. Of a boot. And then he turns it. Yeah. So he turns it, and this water erupts a volcano that had been in the Southlands, and suddenly, dun dun dun, it's Mordor. We have Mordor. Wow. Yeah. Essentially, they'd been digging these like canals wow. the entire. Yeah, the orcs had been. And when they when they release that flood water, all these tunnels just filter the water toward this mountain, and I like my mouth dropped, and I went, "Well, actually, I thought a Balrog. This I thought they were gonna awake. I up. thought they were gonna unleash a Balrog. I this thought they were like gonna unleash a Balrog. Yeah. This is the now. Wow. Let's talk about the Balrog or the lack thereof. Yeah, Durin's bane. What about Durin's bane is in season one of The Rings of Power. Sorry, what? Durin's Bane, oh, yes. who is the Balrog from the Lord of the Rings Fellowship mm -hmm. of the Ring, we do get a glimpse of brief, that Balrog in, this, in season one. And Balrogs are Maiar. So, no. Balrogs are sub-Maiar. Okay. Yeah, so, you nerd. Maiar's... <laughs> so, I, I, like, I, like, I stared at like, Dude, this like, hierarchy Gandalf, list. the Eagles, the Balrog, they're kind of the same yes. cosmic Yes, thing. they're about the same power level. So, so, that brings us to what wizards are. Wizards, a lot of people... And I, I used to have this Maiar. debate with people. No. No? They're well, Istar. Is. Istar. 
Istar. Gandalf is Aren't an Istar. Istar, Istar are Maiar. They though, are right? a type he of Maiar. Yes. Said, he's, it says here that he's one of the Maiar of Valinor. Yes. Yes, you're right. They. Uh, the reason I say they're not Maiar is because he doesn't. He doesn't really serve a Valar, like at least I don't. At least if I'm remembering this right, there's so many things to like learn about this. He doesn't serve a Valar quite like, like Sauron directly served Aule. Yeah. Okay. Gandalf doesn't have like a servicing master. Am yeah. I? Is that? I think that's like the delineation there. But they are sent by, I think Manway, in the Third Age to help the to help people defeat Sauron. That was associated with two other Valar Yeah, Nienna is I think the one that's responsible for growth. Patron of Mercy. Mercy, that's right. So anyway, so that's where that show goes. It's very uh Yeah, season one is sad. ultimately um, the creation of Mordor and the return of Sauron. I am happy I'm taking my time with this because they actually give a shit. They really do. And I want to give a shit in return. They really do. I love that. Yeah. Where so like And what I was a... talking about earlier, like they introduce a certain character and that's when I had the Leonardo DiCaprio moment. Yes. They specifically mention, Oh, this is Isildur. Yes. Who is who yes. is the one that cuts the ring from yes. Sauron's hand? So yeah, I I, now, I I realized that. Here's right the best part. I had a get off of my chair moment. Yeah. That yeah. big battle that happens, Isildur and Halbrand fight together. And they oh, yeah. have a moment that upon rewatch, you can be like, these two are going to be like vicious mortal enemies at yep. some point. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a yeah. So, oh, do we man. talk about do we talk about the wizard, the crash landing wizard? Yeah. So let's talk about that. Um, they they in there's... no way one hundred percent confirm who it is, but yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's it's a hundred percent who it is. Now it now is. let's let's take yeah. a second about this though. There's five Istar. There's five wizards total. Yes. So then, ones we know for a fact are Sauron, Gandalf, and. Radagast. 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 Yes. Those are the ones that, at least in the cinematic universes, mm-hmm. we, we know, know are true. Yeah. And Radagast is canon with Hobbit. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's a big part of the Hobbit. Yes. He's a lot less goofy, which... Yeah. He's, he's like, actually and like, terrifying in the books. We're going to put in Radagast and we're going to ignore Tom Bombadil. Yeah. That was a little weird. Yeah. I don't know. That's a decades-old yeah. gripe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Radagast, to me, was always, like, this very... It was a very... A much, I don't know. He was a very like different kind of figure in the books to me. They jar jarred him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he had like bird poop running down his face. Don't get me started on that, man. Yeah, they made him really homeless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So essentially, like we all assume. Well, th- there were different theories because there was like, oh, this is this is Gandalf Everybody or this is Sauron, and. Yeah, I mean, essentially, toward the end of the episode, they they the Nori the, the yes that that exchange Nori yeah. is leaving with him to kind of like set out on this new quest, and she's and he's like lead the way, and she's like, well, honestly, I yeah. I, I don't know which way to go, and he just I knew it was going to happen yep. as soon as she said that. He yep. looks over and he goes, well, when in doubt, follow, follow your nose. Which I was like, oh, it's, yeah. it's yeah. He says that in uh, fellowship to yeah. uh, Mary. So, the so they soft confirm that it's Gandalf. Okay. But and they again, don't... like, we don't know if this is, like, 
it's just I was I was talking about this with Brandon. Like we don't know if this is like someone spent time with him and he like picked up that saying, but it's very yeah. much like when this happens in any kind of series or film, like it's usually, hey guys, if you remember, if you did your homework, if you care enough, yeah. you're gonna realize yeah. it's yeah. this person. So Yeah. And apparently it's a bit of a delineation from how Gandalf is introduced in the so the this, lore that we're yeah. So with. here's my here's my thing. I wanna I wanna touch on the ways that this show is very different from written lore. First thing that's really bugs me a little bit is Kelebor. Kelebor <laughs> is introduced in the show, right? Or not introduced in the show, but like mentioned in the show briefly by Galadriel. Oh, uh, her husband Kelebor. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he. Is supposedly alive. He is in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. He's like, he's the guy that says, where's Gandalf? I very much, I would like to talk to Gandalf. Yes, yes. So she's, she's wrong. She thinks, she thinks he's dead. Yes. So that's the only Hmm. way I can justify this is she has a lack of knowledge. She is not introduced as a person who knows where her husband is in this show. But she doesn't know where Kelbor is. But he is 100% in Lord of the Rings later. Right. So unless they really misstepped, which I doubt they would No, dare. no, no way. Um, yeah. That would be a They have mess. way too much. They have way too many minds that know what they're doing on the show to do that. I like I will give them that benefit of the doubt. It's, so like that's the only thing that I'm like. Yeah. It's when everybody was just bitching about the grand inquisitor being dead yeah. and i'm like just give it a give it a second yeah it's like he's, he's, we're so used to bingeable shows yeah let the like show breathe let the show breathe yeah and then so here and then here's my here's my big thing and this is like a timeline thing the istar i don't know if this is a hundred percent like accurate or steadfast but the istar the wizards are not supposed to be in here until the third age as far as i'm aware it's yeah. something like that yeah yeah we're in the that... second we're like in the we're we got... like near the tail end of the second age and it's genuinely like a thousand years until yeah the third age hmm. so that's why i'm sitting here i'm like okay if this is gandalf let's pretend the stranger is gandalf is Gandalf the first Istar and the rest come later? Is there like a factual thing or are they just choosing to alter lore for a better story? Mm. Right? I mean, they potentially could be doing that, but I feel like there was so much pressure put on uh, Amazon to produce something that's going to be rock solid and loved by all the Lord yeah. of the Rings fans out there that I don't know that they would step too far away from yeah from the lore that we do have but but again like yeah 58 million an episode is not something people want to bet quote unquote and that's the thing like it's not all it's not it doesn't all go into production i'm sure they did their fair share of like keeping to keeping to like Fact checking and making sure that mm-hmm. everything is rock solid and everything is um, congruent with what we have already seen and read. I don't know. I I think there might be a reason that it's going to leave mm-hmm. to yeah. eventually. We might not see it yet. We might not have, yeah. have it in our hands yet. Yeah, unfortunately, we're oh, no. in pretty uncharted territory with 
what's going on with this. Like yeah. Star Wars, we we all there's this yeah entire pantheon of information to talk about, but like th- this is a story being written right now yeah and all we mm. all we can do is speculate the thing about tolkien too is and i want people i really feel like people need to really understand this is that tolkien did not write in detail about this time period he did yep, correct everything that is written about this time period is very much anecdotal and it's a lot of like well this happened in the past or or telling it kind of like a genesis story in the bible where yeah. it's like and then there was light and then this person told this person to do this and then there was this you know, but I feel like they're really expanding on this universe the way yes. you know the MCU and and, and yes. the Star Wars franchise mm. has. Like they actually yeah. have writers going in and, and and kind of expanding on on the story that we already have in, yeah. in the books. So now there's pros and cons to that, and I, I will wrap up Rings of Power after this. But the big pros and cons to this is that pros is that they don't have to strictly stick to like character descriptions and so on and mm-hmm. so forth and blah blah, blah. and. And they can loosely do stories, right? They can loosely do a story as long as it hits major plot points mm-hmm. that have been talked about in the books, which is great because it allows for a good story, but still something we can ref- refer to. And mm-hmm. also, we don't lack description, character yeah. description in the yeah. books either. Right. So. The th- the cons to that is like well, the last pro is we've got Simon in charge. Yeah, yes. No, yes. Yes. Simon. Yeah. Praise we, him. Praise yeah, him. Simon. Don't forget Simon. God bless Simon. <laughs> um, the con is that. There's not a lot we can guess to and a lot we can know what's going forward. And we really just have to refer upon ourselves as to like what we view as quality and whether or not we like it or not. Which I wish the Star Wars franchise kind of took that approach to, oh, yeah. to you know, that yeah. whole world because Ugh. they're essentially Rings of Power is doing what everybody and their mama wants mm-hmm. Lucasfilms to do. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. we've seen the Skywalker um, story being told time and time again, and it's just like we're we're ready to move. This would be if Star Wars did Knights of the Old Republic. Exactly, oh. that's kind of what I was. You know, to. Mm-hmm. yeah. You imagine God, we've been which they've been talking about it forever, and they're still. I mean, they're they're doing like they're creeping into that territory. They've got yeah. the acolyte coming right, which is the only person yep. who'd be alive would be Yoda. Yep, the only person, and Yoda would be like spry young adult mm-hmm. at this time period. Baby if Yoda. I'm remembering a right, isn't Yoda? it like 500 years before? I was going to say he'd be three to 400 years old. Yeah, and yeah he'd be like... he dies in Jedi at like nine. Yeah, it was 900-something yeah. years old. Yeah. So he'd be four. Yeah, so he'd be like just on, just in the mid to late, like... like 300s, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he'd, yeah. So he'd be, he'd he'd be a spry li- young adult. He'd literally be my age. Yeah, he'd be Probably like, like a teenager or something. Yeah. yeah. Teenager, young adult. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so Rings of Power. I say everyone should watch that show because so it is too. the best fantasy show that's going right now. I'm looking at you, House of Dragon. I'm super excited. <sighs> yeah. yeah, it's... I, I don't know if I agree that the, they utilize the budget as well as a show like Andor does. Yeah. But that being said, it's got some of the best... It, just, just absolutely gorgeous shots. Like, it's dude, beautiful. It's, when yeah. Mordor is created... Oh, my I, God. God. It is genuinely a cinematic that explosion. Is like the great. That. It is un. It is beyond satisfying. It, it, it's it's the best volcanic explosion on film that I've seen. I'm looking at you, Dante's Peak. I was yeah. just thinking about that. <laughs> or 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 2012. Who was not scarred by that lady pushing the boat through oh. the? Oh, yeah. oh the grandma. Grandma. In the yeah. Boat. Oh. That was terrible. Yes, that I was. can't. 
I can't stop. Or twenty twelve. Twenty twelve when Yellowstone explodes. Uh, the Aztec thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I've seen that. That's a shame because that explosion is pretty fantastic. It's something. In that yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Okay. Twenty twelve is something. <laughs> yeah, it's something. It has. They spend a lot of time making sure that they get the big, like, oh yeah, explosions and like the Earth practically falling apart. Right. And Woody you Harrelson. Get, you you feel it. And Woody Harrelson's in it. And Woody Harrelson's I in it. I do love Woody Harrelson. I do like him too. All right. So Rings of Power. That was great. I'm glad you guys got all the spoilers that you needed. There's a couple yeah. more, but we're. I That's just want to leave you I'm guys. Super excited. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll thumbs up. Rings. Yeah. Power. Oh, yeah. all day I'm, long. I'm okay with it because, like I said, I want to be hella attentive when I'm watching it. So yeah. I want to pay attention to all like the the details and the little. Yeah, just because you know what happens yeah. doesn't mean you'll be any less impressed. No, no, no. When I, it happens, just just again, just watching it, looking at it, it's beautiful. I do have. So you said this is your favorite fantasy series. Uh, running now for sure. Okay. Yeah. Are you, have you been watching The Witcher? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait, what? Uh, How do I not know this? Wait, what? There's, there's another. Oh no! Oh, I I, oh, fr- I phrased God, that I poorly. He didn't Season know that there three. Was a Witcher show. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. Yeah. I was like, are you? Oh, I was like, yeah. I'm about to uh, ride your world. What, season three comes out in December. Yeah, I believe. I don't think it's as good. They're well. They're very different. See, very the scale different. is very localized in The oh, Witcher, yeah. not this big yeah. grand world. Yeah. yeah. So it's almost unfair to compare the two. Yeah, it is. And even like even in the video games, The Witcher's scope is not quite so earth-shaking like Rings of Power. Yeah. Some of them touch. In spots. Yeah, but you know. Rings of Power overall is like, hey, Mordor's going to explode and pretty much del- just drown the entire Southlands in yeah. like ash and volcanic ash. And we're going to do that. And Witcher's like, save this village, save this village, yeah. save this yeah, village, very save like, the world. Yeah, very, local. save this very localized. Yeah, I know I know the Witcher. I know, okay. I know what it is. Okay. Okay. Like, I, I know it's like... a video game and I've seen I've seen like yeah. half of the first episode. That, I have Henry Cavill and I text each other. It's, it's yeah. Not, yeah. <laughs> I love him so much. He's I'm, he's the best. He's what every man should want to be. I'm, I think I'm, honestly. I'm coming close to getting over my aversion to it. The so, show? To the yes. Witcher? Yes. I tried. I told you about it a million times. Oh. Toss a coin <laughs> to your witcher. Dude, I when I first watched the show, I sang that all the time and I that totally song, turned Liz off to it. Yeah, yeah, it. I <laughs> could not watch it. I think and that's I where I turned the episode off. Was I got was annoyed at the concept of it and its existence altogether because Brandon would not shut that fuck up. Oh yeah, because we lived together and I just could not stop he, singing that song. It, it was stuck in my head twenty four seven. It's so catchy. It's it, so catchy. It was triggering for the longest time. I'm still I'm still getting over it. I'm close. I'm going to request it. Next time I see you guys on Broadway, I'm requesting I'll do that it. song. I'll do it. Don't challenge I'm me. I'll do it right now. I'm going to full refund in really? Yeah, I would. 100%. I'll grab my loot. I just sang the Pokemon <laughs> theme song at a gig. Like, no. A that is a it's actually hard. It's, it's a lot it's, of chords. Honest, a lot of chords. So I definitely dumbed the chords down. Yeah. Uh, what I wasn't prepared for was all the other words. Oh, yeah. You know, like it, it's it's like it's like that. The, the theme song from Friends. Yeah, I was like, you just know going it, to say that. You know it like the back of your head, but then you go, oh, there's, there's another there's verse. verse. <laughs> there's yeah. more yeah. to this song. Yeah. And that was what happened in the Pokemon yeah. theme song when I was playing. I think I had a, a one of my Pokemon snapback hats on. This guy walked up and, and tipped me. He goes, Pokemon theme song. I was Why like, did I get requests like that? I, I got requests like that. I was floored. We got a request for the Krusty Krab pizza song. 
And we nice. Nice. Oh my gosh. Pizza. Oh my god. (laughs) The weirdest one I've gotten. Oh man. The weirdest one I think I've ever gotten was um Hannah Montana theme song. Oh, yeah. But that one's hard because there's seven key changes in that song. Holy crap. Seven key every verse, every section is a different is the Africa, you know? Alone. Yeah, it's literally like Africa by yeah. Toto. It, but it has, it's literally like, well, that song is just like weird because it has ambiguous keys. But this one is yeah. straight up like verses in one key. Your pre-chorus is either in, you can make a case for that one. But your yeah. your verse and pre are in one key and your chorus is in a different. Then you're back into your verse. And it's like, and the bridge has key changes by itself too. Well, now we're talking Disney. Like the Gummy Bears theme oh, song yeah. from that cartoon has like four or five oh, key yeah. changes. I don't even know. What some that's, some what poor that's nameless like. singer just singing his ass off about <laughs> the gummy bears in some. We'll never know, and no one will ever know his name. Oh my god, Dude. so sad. But he's he's doing work. He earned that paycheck. Shout yeah. shout out to that guy. Whatever yeah, you, whatever your name is, you're, you're killing it. Well done, you. Um, yeah, Ralph. See if you can find this. Uh, yeah. Let's let's make this guy's. We need to immortalize him on the internet somewhere. All right, y'all. To our favorite blind She-Hulk? lawyer. Daredevil. I mean, She-Hulk. Oh yeah. Can I yell? Spo- spoilers. Yeah. You want to yeah. yell? Yeah. I think I think I'm Are going we gonna to do spoilers. I think I'm going to side with. Oh that. yeah, yeah. Just we're... seeing seeing his his his. Yep. I see it. That's how we're gonna do this, guys. I know. <laughs> hey guys. Oh oh, nice picnic. This is Scar. Cool. Hey Scar. Are you? Oh. What? Okay, so all of us hold very different opinions on this. I'm ready for this. this is the argument? This is the argument portion. Lazy. Okay. Stupid bullshit. Yeah. Thank you. Good. Okay. I, now, now okay. we're now that we're the out, podcast we're into it. The podcast has become Twitter. This is we're Twitter no, now. This is also our our group chat. So real quick, Brandon really very cleverly made a spectrum of who you know how we rate things. Uh, just you know who's the hater and who's not. Oh yeah, I I'm have a, that somewhere. I'm a I'm a full nine point five hater. In I general. Said, oh yeah, that was right. In, in general. general. Yeah. Ten is like cynical as bullshit like yeah. the worst Wait, no no i wasn't a 9.5 no, no. Like, i was an 8.5 yeah you were but cynical is like doesn't like anything except yeah. for like winter soldier but they're okay. also probably just unhappy with their and lives. zero is like i'll take anything i could take baby yeah. shark if it's put in an exactly. episode right exactly so so uh, the way Wait, I that kind of was... sounds incredible <laughs> right oh hey quick note two singers on the gummy bears theme Ooh. song married or siblings i don't really know but michael and patty silvershear Silver, Silver Shear. Silver Shear. Well, way to go, Silver Shear. Also in Rings of Power, right? No, not really. No. Oh it just God, sounds like, 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 like they're hobbits. Yeah. 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 So She-Hulk. Um, the way I the way I rated everyone in this this is like ten is super cynical, zero is like baby shark could be in it and we'd love it. Yeah. Uh Liz is at an eight. Ralph is around a six and a half. I'm around a four and a half, and Dean's like at a two and a half or three. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. So me so, and Liz are going to ride the middle point, or me and Ralph are going to ride the middle point a little bit more, and yeah, we are. Dean and yeah, we are. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, then yeah. Ra- and then and then it's Liz- a shame there is no video. Right yeah, now. <laughs> sex jokes. Yeah, uh, and then Liz and uh, Dean are going to be the outliers, probably on the opposite yeah. side of the spectrum. So. That said, a bell curve. The fact that Ralph a bell curve at yeah. a six and a half. <laughs> hey, the fact that Ralph at six or six and a half has that strong of an opinion is pretty impressive. I was, yeah, I'm, I'm so mad about it. They make it, they make it easy to hate. 
on. I'll yeah. say that. And this is coming I from me. It's part of it what felt, they were trying to do. It is part of the point of the show. And it's like, you're. what do we want this podcast to be rated? Well, we've already <laughs> dropped the F-bomb. Yeah, so we're, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're E for explicit at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's like, and e, I get right. it. Like, there are <laughs> trolls that dislike things for reasons that are racist, homophobic, yeah. sexist, stupid. Yeah. And those people can go die in a fire. Yeah. Yes. But then there's people that want you to put together a coherent story and at least look like you're respecting source material and stuff like that. And that that's the only time that I get mad. But it's like... I'm talking really fast. You no, you hint so, at it, you know, with the the courier spaceship and stuff, and it's like all psyched about like what this could mean for future movies and storylines and secret invasion and is there going to be like a World War Hulk that ties into these things? And then no, he just goes away and then just comes back with his son. So it's like, did the Planet Hulk or World War Hulk stuff happen, happen off screen? Right. And and which is dumb. Yeah, because that's the that best Hulk storyline. I'm gonna go on a limb and say that's my favorite Hulk storyline I've ever read. Well, and doesn't in the comics doesn't She Hulk have something to do with brokering peace between a couple worlds? Because there's some Hulk worlds and Doctor Doom's involved, and you're talking about Secret Wars. Yeah. Yes. So. Uh, She-Hulk. Okay, so, oh man, this is uh, okay. We can we're gonna get into like this will be She-Hulk slash like Secret Wars because if we're gonna get into this, I've read the whole Secret Wars like story. I may have an answer to the entire thing we're just talking about right now. By the way, go for it. Is uh, there something not, new? Not, not to sidestep, but uh, so rumor has it uh, while Disney and Marvel hold rights to the to develop movies starring the Hulk, Universal and Marvel reached an agreement in June 2008 to distribute. The Incredible Hulk. So at this point, the problem is the distribution rights. That's why Hulk's mm. story is told over kind of the oh. pantheon of the Marvel Universe. Because it's not a Hulk. If they make a if they make a Hulk film, Disney's got to pay Universal. Hey. You know, they're 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 essentially Do it. it's a, it's a monetary thing. That being hey, said, Disney, that you've said, got more money than God. <laughs> Give Universal a cut. And stop being so friggin' stingy. They made it work with yeah. Spider-Man. I'm that's just they saying. did. That's true. And, and that was oh, but now that that's with Sony that owning Spider-Man's really? rights. Yeah. They had yeah. to jump through more hoops to make to get, that happen. We're supposed which, to get three more films. Which Spider-Man yeah, is... Yeah, there's another trilogy on the... Yeah, I know, but yeah. apparently there's something going on now with I, Sony. So, a, a, I saw a random Tom Holland quote where like something about Marvel and Sony working together again and how he had like some... Aversions if it's not something. for Miles, I don't want to see it. Uh, oh, wait, if what? it's not for Miles, I don't want to see it. I want to see Tom and Miles together. Oh, oh, a hundred percent. Like if we don't get Miles Morales, which they've hinted at him so many times. Oh yeah, why, we've gotten why like the hell not? dude cast him. Oh, get it when going. Donald Glover was in, uh, yeah, Civil no, War? Homecoming. Homecoming, Homecoming, yeah. yeah. He was. Oh yes. he was. He said something about his nephew. Now here's yes, the thing. Yes, here's yes, the right. thing about that is Miles is not a six one six character originally. All of his storyline is in the Ultimates universe, which is oh, now that's Q Secret Wars. So Secret Wars was the well, reason why Miles even came back into our universe. Secret Wars happened. Now, granted, now remember this: Secret Wars was in 2015. The new characters had just been introduced at that time period. Well, Miles hadn't just been introduced, but he was still pretty fresh on people's mm -hmm. minds. Kamala Khan, on the other hand, Kamala Khan, sorry. Kamala Khan had just been introduced in like 2014. So she wasn't even a part of Secret Wars, like at all. Okay. But Miles was. Mm -hmm. 
and Miles was a straggler. So here's the way Secret Wars happens. I think I've explained this to you guys separately, but here's how it happens. Two different worlds incur upon each other and just erupt and destroy reality, okay? Certain heroes build life rafts, space life rafts, oh, and okay. survive, <laughs> survive the two. Okay. I, like, I know we're talking about and, comic book bullshit, but yeah, right. I know, not literal, <laughs> not, not like literal, not literal. Falling out of an I, I pictured like wood, wood with rope <laughs> yeah. around it. Not I was like, like but not like Temple of Doom, where he's falling and just survives a giant fall in a life raft mm-hmm. in Temple of Doom, and in, Indiana Jones, but like, like arcs, you know, mm-hmm. like survival arcs, and it like so many people die. Like I can't like Black Panther survives it. Reed Richards survives it. Um Iron Man does not. I don't think. I think he. I, I can't remember. But I think, all I know is the that human like, life raft. Though. In the Ultimates universe, they're viewed as the bad ones because that's the one with the evil Reed Richards that had survived mm-hmm. like so many years and is just crazy. But in that universe is where little Miles is, and Miles is not partaking in the fighting like what's like barely at all, mm-hmm. and he's just like, what the fuck is happening right now? Blah, and he stows away on the Ultimates life raft or no he stows away on the uh main universe life raft so like when all this is destroyed and dr doom stephen strange and molecule man i believe help certain worlds survive mm-hmm. which is where we get world war hulk you know cert- you get battle world which is like mm-hmm. the certain little parts like you have a hulk world you have an iron man world you have uh parts of a mutant world you have wakanda and you have just various different worlds right then they come across the little life raft of the main universe and the people that survived and everyone exits it. And then you see miles just kind of pop down like, Hey guys, sorry, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> but anyway, miles is like a big part of this and I need him. I need him to be in secret wars. Like we cannot have a trilogy. I, you can't have secret wars without miles for me. I know he's not a huge part of secret wars, but he needs to but, be there. But he was not. Yeah. He's not gonna. I, know. You don't I mean, so. right. With the production schedules, no, and I know, yeah. Like, where where is he going to get introduced before that? That assumes also that we've seen all of the titles that are going to be released. Like they That's have fair. that, yeah. That, like everything they've said, they is have the a end tendency all. of keeping secrets. I don't know. They 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 might. Yeah. They might surprise but us. They, they might int- impress us. Because they haven't in a long time. Plus, now yeah, we're that's, we're that's we're sure. in the multiverse saga. There, there's yeah. nothing they can do that we can quote unquote say. Yeah, we can't argue against it. Like yeah. they could bring back. Every character who's died, yeah. and there's nothing yeah. we could say because Literally. that's just how it. That's because multiverse. Because yeah. multiverse. So that brings. So wait, wait, can we come back to what you I was going to say to to swing it back to yeah. the whole? Yeah. Uh, Marvel and Marvel and Universal reached an agreement in June of 2008 to distribute the Incredible Hulk. The Security and Exchange Commission filing from 2008 allows Universal to hold Hulk movie rights for 15 years. Starting when? Which would expire June 2023. So they might so be holding off So next year, yeah. we very much could see Disney just doing Hulk solo Hulk films like so, World War Hulk. So She-Hulk actually, going back to the World War Hulk thing, She-Hulk, mm-hmm. she, so in Battle World, now that I've explained Secret World, mm-hmm. Secret Wars, Battle World, each of those little worlds is separated by the will of Doom. Doom is like the yeah. god of Battle yeah. World, right? Um, by the will of doom, you can't cross over the worlds because if you could, you'd start to see separate worlds used to be a thing. And for some reason, no one remembers it because their minds have been wiped from it, you know, yada and so forth. And part of the reason that it all falls apart is because the survivors from the main universe start to tell people there was something before this. Hmm. And then 
people lose their faith in Doom and then Fantastic Four fight Doom. That's why it's a Fantastic Four storyline. Mm. But in the World War Hulk, you have a whole Hulk planet that is just gamma irradiated. Like, just crazy. And She-Hulk is not in that world, if I remember right. She's in, like, the New York world. And she, for some reason, I can't remember, finds her way over the border and gets into huge trouble with Doom, but ends up brokering, I think, peace, like you said, mm -hmm. between the two worlds. She's a very big part of Secret Wars. That said, that show, Scar, that irritated the absolute bejesus out of me. Good. Okay. Yeah. Good. Charlie Cox loved it. Every yeah. second of it. And I and even the walk of shame grew on me a little bit. I didn't like I, it. I I that I that like was it. my favorite moment. Of this yeah, show. Dude. I'm it so felt sorry. It's very Deadpool to me. And I don't know. It it I love not to say that I don't like Deadpool. I love Deadpool, but like it felt it just kind of felt like let's put something funny here. Let's and and Yeah, that's fair. Shit that out. That's I don't exactly know. what I said to Dean outside. It was like it feels like they use some of that stuff sometimes to yeah. just be like, we need something. Yeah, just figure fill, it out. Fill, fill holes, you know? So here's my thing about Have Daredevil too, is that like they're making them comic accurate. Right? Like that's that's their whole that's practically the like mission statement of phase four. Comic accuracy as much as we possibly can. Daredevil, as we know in the OG show, is not as much of an acrobat. Like he is, but he's like Muay Thai fighter type thing. Yeah, you know? he's because I'm I'm rewatching all that right now. I I actually like kind of paused Sheet Hulk for a bit and then yeah. like picked it back up. But watched Daredevil one, two, Punisher one, Defenders all within like the last couple weeks, which I was telling you guys. And he he does a lot of it, it's more with like kicks and spin kicks and stuff, but. Mm -hmm. um, and like the parkour and everything, but I do like the little CGI bump to make him more comic accurate. Yeah, I, so, I do like that. Yeah, I, I yeah. really like that too. Actually. That I know a lot of people were like, "Why would you have so much CG in it?" And so, and I heard that prior to going into the episode, and I was like, "Oh, great! This is oh, great!" And then I saw their little hallway scene with Daredevil, and I was like, "Oh no, they still got it." Yeah, like there wasn't as much blood. Don't get me wrong, mm -hmm. but. I watched it a couple times and I was like, oh, if there was just like a couple blood moments, yeah. this would be just as gruesome as Daredevil. Yeah. Like the show. And the like his acrobatics and fight choreography there was gold. And I was like, you know what? They did all the CG Go just what? to show that they're doing comics. And then that moment was just to be like, oh, we can still do it. Yeah. Which... They're under new house. Same idea. We can still do it. And that made my soul happy. And it makes you hopeful for Daredevil. Born again. And... More da yeah, more, da more Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, Bernthal's coming back as Punisher. Did they confirm? I think that's I saw happening. that. It's news to me, and I'm ecstatic right news now. News to me, yeah. I, th I think I read when they got the rights back and all that stuff that it was it's, Charlie Cox yeah. and Bernthal are coming back, and huh. everyone else may or may not be Christ recast. I want to see Kristen. Dude, Ritter. I would better see Jessica Jones, man. I mean, plus Kristen the whole... Rivers. The whole she's, CGI, she's so good. The whole CGI thing. We we have to believe that a character like Daredevil could could help. Yeah, and like you know, that's something that I battled with. Is like he doesn't his. I love everyone who knows me knows that Daredevil is my favorite TV show period mm -hmm. of all time. Yeah, but but He's, yeah, John Bernthal. Oh, rumored. Never mind. Yeah, okay, that's what I was wondering. I feel like I wouldn't have known if it was confirmed. I'm such a big Punisher fan. Is apparently okay. Hold on for. Says John Bernthal returning as the Punisher in the MCU. Rosario hmm. Dawson reveals. Oh, 
Well, she's in it. That'd be kind of dope. Oh, Claire. Oh, yeah, because she's the nurse. Yeah. She's like the foundation for the Defenders. Yeah, she's the reason uh, they all know each other. Her budget's going to go way up. (laughs) Oopsie. Because Ahsoka. Disney. Disney bit themselves in the foot right there. Yeah. Like, let's cast her in something famous. Get her. And then now she can demand more because she's also in Ahsoka. And she's one of the more famous Star Wars characters now. About to. She's about to get paid. About to get no, I was, about to say, I was gonna say I'm about to Ahsoka my boxers. <laughs> but then I didn't uh, say it, guys, so it's okay. I yeah, stopped yeah. before I it's said okay. it. Yeah, it's okay. I'm I giving I'm wrong. giving two thumbs up right now, but the, yeah. there's no camera. Um I'm covering my eyes. That, yeah, that's that said, okay. I I just you know, I love Daredevil's TV show, but there's no way he could the only person he could ever hold a candle to is Hawkeye. And that's just not fair because Daredevil is a way stronger character. Like, just... I mean, he holds his own against Spider-Man several times. Like, yeah. yeah. And Spider-Man can catch a 4,000-pound mm-hmm. car just and, going at full speed. And we're also in a universe now that we don't know what we're going to get with Daredevil because a lot of what's going on with these quote-unquote ground-level superheroes is there's this pantheon of technology that, mm-hmm. that exists in the MCU that wasn't pertinent to the characters in the comic books. Yeah. Oh, like, that's a the, really good point. Yeah, that is. You know, the, we we don't know what could be going on with his suit. Like there could literally be things that his suit can do that we don't know about because yeah. we're in that universe now where someone like Hawkeye and Black Widow can literally help out on the battleground of Avengers Endgame. Yeah. You know, they've mm-hmm. con- they've convinced me that two normal humans because they're not superpowered like I think Black Widow has a serum or or something. In the comics, she's a the super soldier, yeah. But yeah. in the MCU, she is a she is a human. And, to be and, fair, so is Sam Wilson. Yeah, He's yeah, a super exactly. In the comics. And yeah, they, I was a little disappointed they didn't bring dude, that in because they teased it. Yeah, they made you think, and then yeah, that was honestly like to me like I like that they had that he has like an exosuit of vibranium that helps like give him a little edge up but there's so many times like in the show I was like that would have shattered every bone in his body yeah, yeah. How, yeah. how are you gonna bare hand a uh, vibranium shield bouncing back at you yeah exactly without a little serum exactly there's no way oh, I just want to go back and say not confirm that John Bernthal's returning as, as Punisher yeah. uh, Rosario Dawson had to uh Go back. Oh yeah, I saw that. that. I, saw I that. heard this from fans. I'm sorry. Like, sorry, sorry. Or something. sorry, guys. Oh, my bad. She, he is the that one person that she does even more. He is the one person she doesn't deal with though. She deals face to face with almost right. every other one of yeah. them except for That's Punisher because right. he's kind of removed. But anyway, the whole thing with She Hulk is like I loved the show. I love. I really liked a lot of the show. I don't know if I'd use the word love. I love seeing Charlie for when he was in it. Yes. Yep. Um, I was now. At the picnic table, I was half expecting him to drop a little something about where his character's at in New York. And I think it kind of did. I'm trying to remember where it's at. But, like, he says, I've got my own practice. Mm-hmm. Which means, because if people who know the, their Daredevil history, he's okay. not a DA yet. No. Okay? That's where he is at the beginning of Born Again, if I remember right. He's a DA. Or he's or he holds an important position. Loses all of it because Kingpin frames him for something. I just read Born Again. I shouldn't. I should reread it. But the Frank Miller run. Am I right about that? My stomach's making noise. That's right. Mine is too. I can't remember. It's been a while. It's been a while since I read Born Again. But point is, is he was holding a position of power. So I'm wondering. Now, obviously, we know Born Again is 18 episodes. So 
I'm wondering if Born Again will show beyond just like a fall of grace and a rise of grace. We'll see more like a full full wave of like a rise to power, a fall from power, and then a rise to power again. You know that what I'm saying? That makes sense. 18 episodes is definitely Yeah. Long We're getting 18. To... I mean, if you think about it, we That's already a... have – how many do we – I mean, there's like – how many season episodes a season are in – Daredevil now, like nine. We have twenty-seven episodes. Let's assume we yeah, have twenty-seven. Yeah. I think that's on the low side. But we that have twenty. Little? There might be twelve or thirteen. In I think some there's seasons. more. Well, if there's twenty, a lot of them are forty-five minute episodes. Yeah, yeah not Disney's new little freaking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't want to talk about yeah. that either. Disney, you have so much money, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> but like, use it. That's kind of why I'm. That's kind of where I'm like, all right, if we we can make Daredevil. We can make him real. They're going to make him really good. I, I feel like I'm confident based off of what I've seen from She-Hulk yeah, that they're going to do well. Yeah, 13 episodes a season approximately. He's, he's still retained his... He still retained him. Yes. Yeah. I, I felt... I, oh, yeah, I was yeah. happy with that for I sure. was... Yeah. Char- and I feel like he... I feel like the they, they, they didn't like disney him at mm-hmm. all in the sense that he didn't... Like his humor was similar, his mm-hmm. mannerisms, all that stuff was cool. Um, how posed he is and how calm and collected he is, like twenty four seven. I I liked it a lot. Again, I'm just not a fan of the Walk of Shame. I didn't like how he, um, very quickly like felt enamored with She Hulk because I feel like he's a little more, um, a little more critical of the women in his environment so yeah i just think of 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 uh karen page gotta have to bring her and back i liked her a lot i know some people didn't but, i loved her um, she has phases for me yeah where it's like stop getting so breathy over punisher and then go get mad at charlie for putting the suit on again <laughs> yeah like dare to, like punisher walks up soaked in blood and she's just like <laughs> And it's like, man, you have blood on your knuckles. Are you fighting again? Like, all right, just yeah. pick one because I like you. You're very smart. You do cool stuff. Be, all this be being nice for, be nice for Charlie. All this being okay. said, we we literally started this conversation about She Hulk, and we've spent all 80, time eighty percent of it talking about we love Daredevil. You, Cox. Yeah, we know who show this is. Yeah, yeah. That 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 would be the ultimate critique of it, right so, there, as we just talked about. So, should we talk about that final episode then, dude? I loved it. I thought that it was made trash. the whole show. That made the whole show for me. I thought it was hot, flaming garbage. I'm somewhere in the Ooh, middle. It, okay, it, it felt it felt like the one where she breaks it, every wall and not to. <laughs> it felt like it felt like he <laughs> got him. It felt got like him. it felt like she woke up and it was all a dream. That's what that felt like. Oh, to you me. felt like it was a lost thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of a good way to describe it. I I felt cheaped. I My time was wasted. loved it so much because there's, I mean, there's actually a comic run where she did basically that. Yeah. Like, it's a very similar one. But, like, I don't know. I'm not enough enamored with She-Hulk as a character to really feel invested enough in that comic run to be like, this This should be based on it. Now, obviously, you guys know I'm the biggest Moon Knight fan, like, ever. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, when they did that comic accurate run, I was like, let's go. When they went to the asylum, I was like, here we are. We're good. So She-Hulk, for me, was like, I was like, cool. They did a comic accurate thing, but it was like, 
I don't know. See, the Kevin was, robot was great, though. Yeah, I, I like I like, I like that, that they that they invented, um, well, that that they like, yeah, dehumanized Kevin. But I just didn't <laughs> like how like suddenly with <laughs> yeah, like, the was... power of conversation, she was able to. I don't so, know. I, but I I think it's I think it's just, and this is personal opinion, but I think it's just because Tatiana Maslany is just a fucking badass. Yeah, I do love Tatiana all, Maslany. Like, I, I watched her in Orphan Black, and she played, I don't know how many roles, but she basically had to play a clone of herself in different versions, having grown up in different parts yeah. of the world. And it was, it's, she's amazing. And I just wish she had, again, personal opinion, I just wish she had better writing to go with no. amazing performance. I think that's the entire thing. For, like, I, I, I like the idea of the whole Kevin robot thing, I guess, in <laughs> yeah, theory. but. It just you, you know in Deadpool when he makes the joke in the in the opening credits or what it's, I can't remember exactly <laughs> him but he's like that's just bad writing. Oh yeah, yeah when he was yeah. in Deadpool too when he's talking it, about like killing off the girlfriend it, so, something like that or yeah either that or the whole like the the way that they just break the wall I don't there, it's it's it was an easy way out of and and I'm sure that this was on purpose. Because the whole time when they introduced the 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 blood thing, like where they're stealing her blood, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, they're gonna make another right. Hulk and Serum. It's yeah. another so, super soldier. I thing. do like that they called out so many plot points. Yeah, that like, yeah, that was that's, nice. Where they're just why like, I know, yeah, screw that. That's super predictable, and that's we're why. Not doing that. That's why I know it was on purpose. Yeah, but I I don't know. It's, it's just one of those things where like this is, and again, it's on purpose. So I get I get that. But it was just the most convenient way to get out of a poorly written finale. Yeah. But I get that the finale was written poorly on, on purpose. purpose. I get that. And that's why so, like, like, I'm kind of in the middle. So you have this thing where it's like, is the snake eating its own tail? Or is, you know where I'm saying? Where it's like, is the snake really eating its own tail? Or is it just like biting it for an, for show or like you know I'm like I don't know if it's like if it's really purposeful for what it's doing. Do you think it's just shitting on the fans? <laughs> I think that's part of that it. That was a thought. That was a thought I had. It was like she's basically saying what all the fans have been saying about every single thing they've made after Endgame. Like why yes. did you do, do so, this? That was cheap. Why did you do that? That was cringe and it's just the the that it felt like I yeah. again, I don't know that they'd be as petty as that. But it felt like they were just shitting on all the haters. My takeaway mm-hmm. from the show was this: is like they're making fun of the toxic side of the fan fandom. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Then they were also trying to show Shout that to there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of like facets to the fandom and the comic lore. Okay, so they were trying to do that. Then they were also trying to further a character or a group of characters, the Hulks group of characters that didn't get any furthering since 2008 really or i one might say ragnarok but yeah that's why i'm like okay this is you can't but i do feel like like making fun of the toxic fans is great i love it but there are fans that just want that have emotional connections to source material and stuff like i said before and and you wind up kind of splashing a little poo-poo on them too when you do that that's true and yeah sometimes it just feels like these shows like what's the best disney plus marvel show you want i mean WandaVision. I'm, I'm biased about this but i think moon knight or loki i'm going with loki i would go with loki moon knight i would go second okay, see you later i will and <laughs> i would i think wandavision has a lot of nostalgia and novelty behind it because it was the yeah. first one so like it set a high bar i just oh, yeah. think loki had better writing 
I think that's the only thing I like about Loki best. And kind of furthered. I don't know. I had problems with Loki. Loki felt impactful. It did. Everything else could have been, can be explained in the next movie in a eight second sentence. And a lot of these shows to me feel like they're just buying time between movies that they continually delay. Yeah. <clears throat> Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah. Falcon Winter Soldier was literally just saying how he got his new suit. It was, yeah. And <laughs> I, yeah. It's a long way to tailor Sam and Buck. I might be wrong. I might be wrong about when the Thunderbolts happened because we have Walker in it. We have U.S. Agent. Yeah. Yeah. That, no, I might yeah. be wrong. You got to set up that stuff. Yeah. That, that is true. No, I might be wrong, but I don't think I am. So. <laughs> But anyway, guys, Brandon is usually right. We probably no. when, with with Marvel. I just am like, I'm I just tired. I I want something like. I was ready for something like Werewolf by Night. When that dude I still haven't seen it. Oh my god! Yeah. God, yeah. that sh- that, that when is we meet one next, of, we should, we should I'm, all. I'm make already it. mad at the fight yeah. choreography, but I'm Have excited to watch it. Dude, I've oh, seen clips in the oh, fight choreography. It's not great, but terrible. But listen, <laughs> listen, Ralph. I want you to be open minded okay. with it because it do- it's not supposed to be good. Like you okay. watch, you watch it. You like whenever if you guys watch it following like the Wolfman, the original. Wolfman, the original one from like the forties, or like mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. like Bram Stoker's Dracula, the yeah. original one, and then you watch this, it's gonna feel perfect, okay? Because it feels like a black and white Universal forty yeah. monster movie. Super cool. Oh my gosh, I do love yeah. that, Dude, and I am excited to watch. It was so good. Also, the most blood I've ever seen on a Marvel thing. Hell yeah! And they probably did black and white, so they wouldn't get yeah. as much. Oh, they uh, could do. There was cool. one part where there's an arrow nailing a guy's. I think it's. Anyway, it just goes straight through his jaw and Ooh. like up to here, and they just full face shoe this, show this arrow just right through a man's skull. Oh, Way to go, okay. Disney. And I was like, yeah. "Great job, Soft golf, golf claps." claps. And yeah. I think I just get mad because the fight choreography since Mandalorian season one for Disney has just been oh very neglected and Dude. lazy. And it's like, not when hard two... to get good fight chore- no. choreography. It's really not. Well, example Shang Chi, like they did. I thought they did really great. Fantastic. Oh, I felt Absolutely. like I'm a big Jackie. Like I grew up watching Jackie Chan. My oh, yeah, whole, Rumble in the Bronx. Yeah, I got Rumble, a big in, the Rumble Bronx, in the Bronx. Uh, Drunken Master. Like all that stuff. All even all the rush hours. Like oh yeah, rush hour actually has one of my favorite moments from from Jackie where he like slides through that little teller slot. Oh yeah, yeah. that was yeah. freaking wild. But anyway, like I got that vibe from Shang Chi. I yep. loved that. Yeah, that's my it, favorite Marvel thing. In like Phase 4? In a while. Yeah, Dude, same. that's my favorite origin story. It was it a was, really well done origin yeah, story. Yeah, it was really yeah, nice. It was, and that being said, Moon Knight is an origin story. It's my favorite you, story as a whole is, I mean, I don't know. Do you think that it's because they were, they got away with not making it so Marvel? Like, they had to borrow from, you know, martial arts and, like, Asian culture and all that stuff. Do you think it's because they had that diverse kind of baggage and that 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 kind of material to work with that it was that made it that great like everything else is just marvel it's just yeah, marvel. i think because they leaned point. in so hard i think when yeah. they lean into a theme so you've got like winter soldier that's kind of a spy espionage oh yeah that's mission yeah. impossible like, all the way yeah. you know so it's like good. when a when a marvel film is another type of film altogether that seems to be when they work best because yeah. they're still marvel but they've got this sort of like yeah. like individualist another good example of that right yeah yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they they're capable of like visiting like so, like source material and and yeah. references solid references and really make it yeah a great product mm. yeah and I so 
so that's where I kind of get. Oh, and then I think WandaVision in, uh, in, like, in yeah, defense I, of WandaVision, it's yeah. a great example of that because it's like you they drifted into sitcom land. And though mm. those first three episodes were a little slow, whoo. I remember yeah. waiting yeah, but I feel like week the, to week. The rewatchability makes makes <sighs> it not. Yes. It makes yeah. it go a little faster. <laughs> yeah, I remember waiting week to week for that yeah. in COVID and being like, "That would." This is something I'll give it. it. Nothing has topped the whole like, "What's gonna happen next? Who's that? What's going on here? Why right. is what's?" Because there's know, like, like it 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 mm-hmm. it, it kind of you have those like surreal moments, which obviously like you could you could chalk it up to like Wanda, you know, having her powers and Vision doing what he does but like there's these little like very quirky moments that you're like yeah. this means something yeah we're like there were, there stop were, that there were stop consistent that. <laughs> like easter eggs from one yeah. episode to the next so that I mean yeah. that that in itself made it exciting and oh, then man. when they kind of like step outside that whole dome situation yeah and you're like holy shit this is so that said i'm i'm just i think marvel's going in a good direction i'm so excited for black panther Oh yeah! Oh my oh, gosh! Me too. Yeah, that Dude, trailer made Namor, me cry. Namor is going to be. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> Just. Oh. I I like that they didn't do Atlantis. I know a lot of people are yeah. irritated about yeah. it, but I like that they didn't because I'm I'm not I am not looking forward to defending Namor against like Aquaman junkies when in fact Aquaman is the Namor ripoff. Yeah. Aquaman was introduced like seven years after five. Yeah, uh, you have to fact check. We need it, a but... water guy. Here he is. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. All right, everybody. Just to wrap up real quick here. Um, we've kind of said our piece today about Andor, Rings of Power, She-Hulk. Uh, did not get around a House of Dragon. That's okay. Hmm. Uh, that that we'll save that for another day. Yeah. Uh, just to wrap up and say our goodbyes. What? What's one thing you guys are sort of diving into right now besides what we talked about that you're excited about for the next, like whether it be a video game, book, TV show, movie, comic, just just to wrap up and say goodbye. What what's one thing you guys are sort of looking into right now? Man, uh, I'm a to expand my nerddom. I'm a big uh, Warhammer guy. Oh, okay, let's go. Uh, so All right, Total War uh, is a game series which is like. Uh, like Civilization and Age of yeah. Empires put together. Mm-hmm. And they just came out with the third Total War game seven or eight months ago. And then I think it's been a month at this point, but they always do a thing where when the second game came out, they created a campaign that combines the two maps and put all the races from the first two games together. And so then with the third game, they did it with all three. And so that has been any bit of free time I have, which is very difficult because one turn takes like, 30 to 40 sure yes yeah. that's um, i that's and that's dope, and that's, and that's quick for a an online yeah video yeah. game yeah. yeah if you can auto resolve the battle you're good but if you have to find them all yourself you're gonna be yeah. there for like an hour and a half but uh really awesome and um magic the gathering either came out or is coming out with commander decks that are warhammer 40k themed wow which i'm super nice. pumped about that's too. interesting i like that yeah that's cool what are you getting into was um, I got back into the Thrawn series, the Timothy Zahn novels. Very cool. Um, I love Thrawn as a villain. I think he is just so well well developed. And even just like as little of him as we see in uh, Rebels, he's just, you just 
get him and then you understand that you don't because there's just so much going on in his brain and it's just really cool so cool so Thrawn the Thrawn books I also have the uh, E.K. Johnson uh, Ahsoka book that I'm excited to start yeah very Um, nice but yeah I'm just I'm I'm preparing myself for hopefully more Thrawn with uh, the Ahsoka series oh for sure more Uh, Thrawn and Ezra right well we don't confirmed aren't they Ezra's confirmed we don't is I don't think Thrawn's been confirmed. We don't have a casting officially. For we don't him. have an official casting. No, but I hope. But it's I feel Lars like Mickelson. Same because yeah. they, we again, all know he's how another Rebels perfect. Ended. If yeah. Ezra's there, Thrawn's there. Yeah, we have a perfect. Again, another perfect example of you know the the artists um, modeling their iteration of Thrawn yeah. after the guy yeah. who actually voices him, who is Lars Mickelson, the one of the Mickelson mm-hmm. brothers. Oh my god, they're the best. Yeah, they're incredible. Oh my god, it's just like they have dude. That, Creepy, Mads. Oh. Mads Mickelson awesome. is one of my favorite actors of all time. He's, he's growing on me. I'm a little peeved about the whole, you know. Have you seen what Casino you... Royale? I have. Oh yeah, no, he's great. Okay, that was my first. I, I'm just, I, I, I took it personally when he was, uh, when he replaced Johnny Depp as Grindelwald. But that's just, oh uh, yeah, that's, 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 that's a whole that's, other podcast. That's, that's a whole that's other his, different. That's his yeah. one lackluster role that I'm, I could get. actually, I think is the movie. No, no, I, but he, he, thing is, like he did, he did fine. Yeah, he did it's fine. Just, it's just not, very different. It's not the Grindelwald we had originally, yeah. and I don't do well with change. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brandon, what All you right. got going on? I'm reading through the Rings of Power got me on a kick and I am reading through all of Tolkien's works nice. right now. I'm or at least ever. like the ones that are canonized. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to get through I'm right now in the middle of the Silmarillion. Um my next one is The Unfinished Tales, then I'm going to reread The Hobbit and then I have never this is seems bad, but I have never fully read in like one sitting. The Lord of the Rings. It's hard. To I know, read. I know, but so, I, yeah. but I've said yeah. this. I've heard the same thing about the Silmarillion. It's very so wordy. if I can make mm. the Silmarillion, make it through that, which is literally like almost like reading the first five books of the Bible, which are great, but like it's just very like if this then this, and you are this then that. You know, it's like I'm making my way through that, and right now, honestly, the Silmarillion is really cool because you just realize how deep his world is. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and then I'm trying to get together my Halloween costume. There you go. Dude, I'm nightmare. But I'm going to be a dual-wielding gray Jedi. Yeah, That's where I'm at right now. Got a red and purple lightsaber. Very nice. Yeah. You're up. Uh, besides trying to make myself practice guitar more than I do, which is zero. Oh, me too. Um, <laughs> I, I just got uh, The Last of Us Part 1 remake for Ooh, PS5. Oh. Better it's visit very exciting. the office. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, there's a part in that video game they remake the set from the office in like one random floor in on one random floor of a building. It's very cool. That's crazy. It's just it's Dunder Mifflin. Yeah, um, that's hilarious. I, I'm not currently reading through a book or anything, so it's mainly like games for me. Like I've got Last of Us Part One. I started Dying Light. I'm really Ooh. I'm really late to the party. Oh my god, on that. I want to do that one. I I know I'm late too, but it's, I want to. It's do incredible. That. Um, I play that game so bad. I, I got Jedi Fallen Order for PS5 again. Beautiful. It probably I, is going to fix a lot of bugs. Yeah, 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 the frame rate's incredible. Oh, I bet. And then there's like a, a couple of other older games. Like I, I never beat the remake of God of War. I'm still going oh, through yeah. that. Uh, Days Gone. That that's open another world. good. That's a great open world zombie game. And then the other, the other two big ones that I started and haven't finished yet. I'm still on Uncharted two. Oh, dude! Yeah. You're, oh, and, God, um, that's a great game. And the Guardians of the Galaxy PS5 game. Let me know how that is. Yeah, it's a, it's it's incredible. Highly cool. recommend. The story's great. The voice acting's great. The gameplay itself it kinda is fun. It kind of like came out to like just 
very hushed reception. Yeah, so I was very... it kind of got a lot of media. Like when I was playing it, I was like, how did people not talk about this? Like it's it's and very especially good. Especially compared to the Avengers game, which is dog shit. Yeah, garbage. oh yeah, hot trash. Hot trash. I played that for literally one level. Oh, it's... Yeah. I, I gave it a fair chance. I went back and I tried multiple times. Yeah. It's such trash. All right, y'all. That, that being, was the first Sarcastic Four podcast. Yeah, thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Being cynical and everything, but also loving what is good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All for the love of nerddom. All for the love of nerddom. Nice. We have been the Sarcastic Four. I am Dean Sizemore. I'm Brandon Wiggers. I'm Liz LaBelle. I'm Ralph Perificato. Stay safe, guys. Love you. Later.